This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Funeral for George Floyd. He should have been here speaking on somebody else's behalf right now. Debate over police funding. We won't be disbanding our police. New cancer prevention guidelines. Limiting red and processed meats and sugar-sweetened beverages. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. The family of George Floyd says its final farewell today. A church in Houston is the setting for his private funeral two weeks after he died in police custody in Minneapolis. He'll be buried next to his mother. Yesterday, thousands turned out to pay their respects. Just trying to come together for our brother, follow brother. That could have easily been my son in there. Philonis Floyd says his brother's death is a loss that is shared by other families that have been in a similar situation. Michael Brown, Eric Garner, oh, I Brother Rodney Floyd says now there must be change. Tell you what, if he was told, told he, he would have to sacrifice his life to bring the world together and I knowing him by knowing he would have did it. Now to Minneapolis, CBS's Jeff Pegues says the man accused of Floyd's murder, Derek Chauvin, appeared in court amid upheaval in the city's police force. Chauvin's appearance comes during a nationwide call for police reform. Peaceful protests continued across Minneapolis two weeks after Floyd's death. Many protesters have been calling for the defunding of police departments, but what that means is still unclear. Minneapolis City Council member Alondra Cano approves of defunding the police. She says the city council agrees on the concept of dismantling the department, but the details still need to be nailed down. So right now, if you were to call the Minneapolis Police Department, we still have $193 million going to that department, paying every single officer and inspector. The community can still lean on that source of support if they feel comfortable doing so. It is not abolishing the police today or tomorrow or even in a couple of months. And we've been clear about that. It's not just Minneapolis. There are calls for change all over the country. 
Here's CBS's Steve Futterman. Police departments here in the West are facing scrutiny. In Portland, Police Chief Jamie Resch, under fire for her handling of protests, resigned her post. An African-American officer takes over as the city's top cop. This is the right thing to do. In Seattle, the city council is upset with the police there for using tear gas on protesters. Council members are threatening to reduce police funding by 50%. But in San Diego, just the opposite. The council there is increasing money for its police. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Asked about defunding the police, presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden tells CBS's Nora O'Donnell. I don't support defunding the police. I support conditioning federal aid to police based on whether or not they meet certain basic standards of decency and honorableness and, in fact, are able to demonstrate they can protect the community and everybody in the community. I'm Stephen Portnoy at the White House, where the president says this. We won't be defunding our police. We won't be dismantling our police. During a roundtable with law enforcement officials, he said he'd explore ways to police in a more gentle fashion, if possible. In 2017, the president famously urged police not to be too nice with suspects. Earlier, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany said neither the president nor his aides regretted the way police violently dispersed peaceful protesters in front of Lafayette Park last week. We stand by those actions. Police in Austin, Texas have released body cam footage. A black man was tasered several times after leading officers on a 20-minute chase, crashing several times along the way. He later died at a hospital. In Decatur, Alabama, an armed black store owner has filed a complaint. In March, he called to report a robbery and says he was punched in the jaw by a police officer who thought he was a suspect. A judge in Virginia has issued a 10-day injunction holding up the effort to remove a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee from Richmond. At issue is a 130-year-old deed ordering the site be protected. A Missouri woman who just got an advanced college degree went to work on the word racism. Kennedy Mitchum found a problem in the definition of the word by Merriam-Webster. I know what racism is. I've experienced it. So I emailed them. I told them that they need to include that there's a systematic oppression. It's not just, oh, I don't like someone. The editor of the dictionary says a revision to the entry for racism is being drafted. All over the country, reopening plans have been or are being deployed, but global health officials warn the coronavirus pandemic is far from over. Almost 7 million cases of COVID-19 now globally, nearly 400,000 deaths. The U.N.'s health watchdog says the world has just recorded its highest ever daily jump of cases, 136,000, and warned that complacency is the enemy. This is not the time for any country to take its foot off the pedal. WHO Chief Tedros Gabriesus saying the new epicenters are South Asia and the Americas. Vicki Barker, CBS News. The American Cancer Society is just out with new prevention recommendations as we hear from CBS's Bill Rakoff. The new diet and activity guidelines increased recommended levels of physical activity and put a stronger emphasis on reducing the consumption of processed and red meat, sugar-sweetened beverages, and processed foods. The American Cancer Society's Dr. Laura Makaroff. So dark green vegetables, red and orange vegetables, fiber-rich legumes like beans and peas are all really good parts of a healthy eating pattern. Dr. Makaroff says the guidelines also call for the reduction of alcohol consumption. North Korea has vowed to cut off all communication channels with South Korea today. It's been done before by Pyongyang. 
when tensions were high but always restored later. It was back in 1969 when Bonnie Pointer urged her three sisters to take their singing from the church to the clubs. I know we can make it. I know that we can. Bonnie Pointer, who died yesterday of cardiac arrest, left the Pointer sisters for a solo career, and they had mega hits without her. She was 69 years old. The movie The Help landed Octavia Spencer an Oscar, but now it's getting a fresh set of reviews. Have you lost your mind? No, ma'am. But you bet too. The movie has been trending on Netflix during the Black Lives Matter protests, but critics say it doesn't tell the real story of racial injustice because the best-selling book was written by a white woman and the 2011 film was directed by a white man. African-American studies experts say it plays into the white savior narrative and perpetuates an offensive mammy stereotype for black women. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. California movie theaters can reopen later on this week if they keep capacity to 25% or no more than 100 people. Folks who go will have assigned seats and will have to wear face coverings when they enter, leave, and buy concessions. Disposable seat covers are also recommended. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay, and and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that does that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder... Why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. 
Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.